All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. This next segment is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs, whether they're auto, life, home, or renters. All right, he can find the cheapest rate out there for you because he represents over 40 different carriers for insurance. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Crime. All right, so um, keeping it moving. So yeah, my point is the, the the Colts they're they're playing with fire because to me, I still don't think they'll out. I mean, they'll might outright release them, but I think that would be dumb considering they gave up for them. That just sounds to me they've had conversations back channel with some people they know that would be willing to come play with them if they can either get them in free agency or trade for them. I still think it's raw emotion right now. I mean, they were put on center stage. It's still a little embarrassment when all you got to do is win one of those two games and you get in and you lose to the team. That that is First of all, that's two double double doings. You lose to a team in your division that keeps you out of the playoffs. You lose to the team that was well, a triple doing. You, have, you lose to the team that finished last in your division. And you lose to the team that keeps you out of the playoffs that has the number one overall pick in this coming up April's draft. That's why B- uh, Ballard and Frank Wright are hotter than fish grease right now. But Carson, to me, what he showed me, even though I've been in Carson Wentz's corner, I, his ment- I like I said, I, and I told AC this, he remind, like Carson Wentz is one of those athletes that f- football is not life and death to him. He played in North Dakota, had a hell of a career up there. I think that has a lot to do with his struggles because you're up there in Bison Country. No one's they don't have games televised on ESPN. You're not going into Death Valley with a hundred thousand people on a Saturday night uh, playing against Alabama. You're, you're not you don't have that exposure. So when you get in a market like Philly, you go, he's not a guy that lives and dies by football. And what I mean by that is like, well, if it takes away, yeah, okay, he's coming to fame. There's nothing wrong with that. But there are guys, just like there's people that are listening to this show that's riding the clock. Like, damn, is it 5 o'clock yet? Is it 5 yet? There are athletes that pick up big money that be like, man, all right, is it an off day yet? They're just so talented that it's not life and death. I've always said that. Like David Robinson down here, David was just gifted. David was talented, gifted. Basketball wasn't life and death for David. You know what I'm saying? I mean, David had the car. He had the car. He was a naval guy. Came in there, liked to play piano instruments. Not saying that he didn't have the passion. I don't want people to mistake me for being like, "Oh, well, David didn't care about baseball." You don't get. He, David was on that stage of 75 people, the best of ever do it. I'm not saying. Don't get me uh, twisted. I'm not saying that. Okay. They say get twisted anymore. Is that old? Am I just really just no? I think that's old, but I'm also okay. I'm 45. Yeah, that's no. Nobody says that anymore. Anyway, the bottom line is, but it wasn't life or death for him. Kobe Bryant, it was life or death. MJ, life or death. All right. I would even say Tim Duncan, life or death. You know. The great, I mean, even you don't have to have to be the great. Carson Wentz is not Tom Brady. It's life or death. Brett Favre, life or death. Peyton Manning, life or death. There's, there's, there, that. So my point is, um, 
they're walking a thin line by putting this information out on Friday, especially coming like if Ballard, I just feel Ballard should have been the one to be good cop, bad cop. Let Ballard, let everybody know the whole NFL know that we're not really sold. Maybe we made a mistake. Let him do that. Not the guy that I read scriptures with that I'm in, uh, uh, you know, game meetings with every week, pre-game offensive game plan meetings with the head coach, Frank. And the guy, like you said, is stuck. Oh, we know that Frank. I stuck my neck on the line for him. What do you think Carson's thinking if he hears that? As as him and his wife is taking care of their newborn that they just had a few months ago, a while back. I mean, that is just sort of like unless you are talking to somebody already, and that's tampering. Okay, but also what you got before we move on from that? Just just with Carson though. I mean, like could could this be the beginning of the end? Especially from the outside optics, if the one guy who believes in you more than anybody else in the NFL. Frank Reich doesn't want to touch you or can't, can't get the most out of you right. or anything like that. Is this, is Carson now a backup quarterback? I think that's where he, that's where he's headed. I, I mean, I feel like if he does, if they can't find a trade partner for him, okay, because I would think if you look at the teams that are thirsty for quarterbacks, I mean, this is the expert, the Todd McShays, the Mel Kuypers of the world. They tell me this, this quarterback class is, eh, you know, so if you're looking at court, you look at the free agent class. It, it, if they can find somebody, they're going to try to trade him. That's facts. But I just don't believe that they'll find somebody when they know you don't want him. And like you said, your own coach who vouched for you that you had your MVP half a season with can't get you back right. It's all between the ears with Carson. But I feel that there's a lot of raw emotion that's being talked. And they got to be careful about who they do. Because most likely, I believe it's going to be an open uh, quarterback competition. He's still going to be in the roster unless they dupe somebody. You know? Hell, take take a third, fourth rounder. I'll take Carson. I'll take him and, dra- and go draft my, my man out of Ole Miss. I'll do it. You know? Keep Drew. He's got one year left. Go get Carson. See if he can get booed up in Denver. And go get that kid out of Ole Miss and just wait. You know? If you don't win the big fish, speaking of Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Now, speaking of Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll's another one that decided to talk in front of a live mic out at the combine. Uh, we're not shopping the quarterback around. That's not happening. But then he's like, well, you know, of course, you know, our GM's got to take off. Look, man, if Russell wants to, if Russell and Sierra wants to take their goodies out of Seattle, man, they're going to, they're going to buy by him. They're going to have to trade him. This really comes down to Russell. And I honestly think Seattle, I'm starting to believe Seattle wants to kind of move on from him too. They just don't want to say it because there'll be an uproar down there in Seattle, up in Kurt Cobain country. They'll be pissed off. So I believe that it's still March, man. It's beginning to March. Be careful what you believe in. Hell yeah, I think they're going to take calls on Russell. And the right deal comes along, Russell's going to be somewhere. Russell's going to have ski boots on. And Sierra's going to be skiing down Colorado. That's what might happen. Okay. Once Aaron, once Aaron takes this two hundred million guaranteed from Green Bay and part ownership of the Packers or something like that. So also Bruce Aarons is another one that spoke at Combine. You never close the door on Tom Brady. Yeah, but you know what? And these all these speculations that Tom is not really retired; he's just retired from the Bucks. Look, I don't know about that. I, I think you know if Tom gets an itch, I think it's at least one year off or whatever. And again, I said the Bucks are not going to just give him his rights up. You know, they're not going to give his rights up like that. So that's kind of getting kind of getting to me uh, about the Tom Brady. I think he's retired. Uh, Mike McCarthy, Mister Lame Duck. He comes out and lets us know that, hey, man, Dak had a little procedure on his non-throwing shoulder. Just put it out there. 
First of all, Mike McCarthy trying to win Brownies points for Dak. Like, come on, Dak. You know they on my ass this year. Get in my corner. You know, Sean Payton, I've seen him around the building. So he's trying to win points with Dak. But I bring it up, hey, now explain maybe the struggles. And don't tell me it's this non-throwing shoulder doesn't matter. It could matter. And keeping that, Dak had an ankle. And Dak had, what was the Patriots? And after the Patriots game, was the hamstring or something like that. He missed like one or two weeks. What was it, Sam? Strained calf. Strained calf. There you go. Strained calf. Never claimed to be Dr. Sanja Gupta, but it was a strained calf. He man, look at Dak was throwing that thing in the first four or five weeks of the season. Flawless. Then the last month, the office slowed up a little bit. He won 100%. I'm not trying to all make excuses for Dak. He did not play well that well in that playoff game. He didn't. Whether he's 100 percent or not, and what it what what you know what really gets me is that the talk that's going to combine, and this shows you what guys really put their body through through the season. There's no other sport that you really play to, especially if you got financial commitments like this that you continue to play. An NBA GM, an owner, or a doctor will let these teams play. Listen to this: Dak got cut on his shoulder. We learned Jalen Hurts had an ankle procedure done. Jimmy Garoppolo's having a soldier procedure as well. Okay? My point is that these guys, especially at that position in the NFL, you play through stuff when you know you need surgery and no one really says anything because it's like if you say anything, it's, there's two reasons. You say anything, it sounds like you're making an excuse. Number two, you don't want to be a target on the field. Oh, his shoulder hurts? Oh, okay. They keep that information. So look at how many guys we just learned this week who's having procedures in the offseason. And majority of them. But bring it back to Dak. I think that's Mike McCarthy trying to get kudo points to try to stick up for his guy. Like, look, man, what y'all didn't know, you know, I'd take some heat, but you know, Dak, Dak had a certain, uh, operation on a soldier. That's the deal. So a lot of stuff's being talked about around the combine. The other news today, I think also speak volumes. Um, the Arizona Cardinals give Cliff Kingsbury and their, uh, their GM a contract extension. The timing of this speaks volumes to me. We just know what happened with Colin Murray with his agent pretty much begging, just sounding thirsty, like Colin Murray is is, is in, the, in the soup line waiting for bread. We need a new contract. We need money. And a lot of people think because but, – but see, this is the thing. Colin would have – look, they drafted him – if I remember, they drafted him pretty high with the Oakland Athletics, okay? They, he was pretty up there. This would be very interesting to me if if baseball wasn't in a strike and Colin Murray had the leverage to say, you know what, man, I'll go play baseball. I still rip his damn agent for doing this. This was Bush League. I think Collar is he's faded too. But the the organization sent a message like, you know, you want money? Well, we're gonna commit to the guy that, you know, we feel that's done a good job at this point. He's not going anywhere. And I know Cliff tried to downplay. He was in front of a mic, too, and he said, hey, man, the rift between, there is no, we're, we're in good spirits. You know, we're trying to get Kyler here. The organization told Kyler, sit down, man. Cliff ain't going nowhere, and the GM, the draft, you ain't going anywhere. See you in August, and hope you're here for the offseason program. And you, and the bottom line, Kyler Murray, he needs to mature. He needs to mature. Okay? I told you. Oklahoma quarterbacks, they don't mature that fast. They come in mature for the exception of Sam Bradford. He just always stayed hurt. I think Sam was very mature when he came in. He was a, these other two cats, good talents, but that stuff in Norman, man, they, I, I don't know. Hey, Jalen you know? was there for a year. Who? Jalen Hurts. He's technically an OU quarterback. 
man, he's Bama, man. He's got Bama blood. He ain't no damn oh. He's Bama blood. And he's got an ankle procedure. And again, Philly, they got three first-round picks. Three of them things. I wonder what Philly's going to do. And his, their GM said, hey, I know people are tired of us driving. And this is when you know you listen. And when you're in Philly, you're listening to the talk radios of the world. If you're a GM or whatever, it's a sports town. You're reading stuff. And you know, and this lets me know when a GM steps up to the point and says, hey, they asked about the three first-round picks. Well, you know, I know a lot of people are tired of seeing us draft offensive linemen, but we won a Super Bowl that way, and we're going to win another one that way. So I'm like, damn, so what you tell me? Your first two first-rounds probably be the best two offensive linemen. I mean, but when I see that, it's funny to me because I know the GMs, they're listening. They're getting, they're getting raked over the coals about something draft. They let know, uh, you forgot I won a Super Bowl here, and we did it by taking offensive line. They got three first-round picks. And speaking of Jacksonville, their GM lets you know they're open for business. If anybody wants that number one spot, I wonder what it'll cost somebody. Hmm. Number one spot. But who's wordy at that, though? The Giants have let it be known that Shaquan Barkley, Saquon Barkley, excuse me, that they're open to listen to offers. This is a sad situation with him. I mean, I remember watching him, you know, Everybody knows, you know, basically James Franklin. I'm a big Franklin fan. You know, he's in Penn State. I watched him when he was at Vanderbilt. You know, took Penn State from where they were at. And then, you know, to see Barkley have the season that he did at college and then get in the NFL and never get right. I know you already put the bus t- label on him. I mean, I guess that they trade independent. And what can you get for Barkley at this time? I bet you you can't. I bet you you can get maybe what? A second round at most third? I was going to say maybe fourth or fifth. You you co-sign for that, Sam, a fourth or fifth? Damn. That's all you can get for Barkley, huh? A fourth or yeah. fifth? I guess I won't argue that too much. I mean, he, I understand he was Offensive Rookie of the Year when he came out, but it's just a, I mean, the best ability is availability, and he's just not there. True. And even when he's been on, on the field, he, 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 has, he had like maybe a rip or two, you know, over the course of the season where you're like, ah, maybe he's finally back. Maybe he's finally back. But you've got to limit his touches. He can't. He's not going to be the 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 bell cow. He's not going to do that. You have to pair him with somebody else who can really carry that load. I mean, I think I think that if you look at maybe Fitz, and not that they would need another injured running back, but Baltimore to where to an offense where you have enough ball carriers where hmm. everybody can limit the touches that they would get. Hmm. His ability to still catch out of the backfield. And I think that if for Baltimore, a fourth round pick for Saquon Barkley in that division wouldn't be, wouldn't be bad. No, but, it, but again, it's it, it's it's giving up on the draft capital. Even the even a fourth round pick is still pretty valuable, uh, in in where you're finding, uh, good defensive depth, linebackers, corners. You can still find a quality corner in the fourth fifth round. Man, running backs get treated dirty in the NFL now over the last five, seven years. They get done dirty, Zeke man. tried to change it, man. He tried to change the way contracts worked for uh, running backs. It didn't really work. They might be unloading his ass pretty soon here, too. I mean, you, you say it didn't really work. He like he got them to agree to a contract where they literally cannot cut him for the next two years because True. of all the guaranteed money. It worked perfectly for Zeke. For him, but yeah. I'm, ta- I'm talking about for because it was all about running backs getting used up at the, at the front end of their career and not being able to get to sec- that second contract. He got his second contract. Now, he's also worked to hurt that whole pl- platform that he tried to run with 
and the fact of paying me, I'll, I'll be worth it. I'll be worth it. Maybe and like for the next running back that wants to get paid. Exactly. This. I, I feel what you're saying. I mean, I, I just, again, you know, um, a lot of that had to do with his marketing brand in Dallas that Jerry bought into too. This that wasn't just between the the hash marks. That that was about what jerseys feed me Zeke. You know, you know Jerry makes decisions on that sometimes. But I just think in general the running backs. I mean, think about that. That's comical to me. They ready to move on from Barkley, but you know what, Danny Dimes, give us one more shot. Let me see what you got. One more chance. Like, they seen a nut. Like, Daniel Jones, like, man, the guy fumbles like every other snap. I mean, he's had some bright spots, but it's just crazy to me. I get it. Injury-wise, devastating, missing. But the fact you took him, what, they were drafted? He was two overall? He was, uh, or yeah, three? He was two. Yeah, uh, I Sam was... Darnold went three that year. Okay. Denzel went four. And, of course, uh, okay. uh, 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 Baker went first overall. Mm. But um, he's played 15 games the last two years. He hasn't played a full season in I his career. You, I hear you. 593 yards last year in 12 and 13 games. That's just no, it's no, he's no longer there. And it's sad. It's unfortunate to see. And, and that's going to you know kick back around to this year. And you talk about who might trade with Jacksonville to go ahead and take that top spot. It's going to be that defender out of, out of uh, Michigan, Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson. Hmm. So who could really use an, a, a strong presence off the edge that has the ability to move up and doesn't need a whole lot else? Well, this is the thing. What I'm hearing in, is that the pass rushers and wide receivers deep. in this draft are very deep. There's going to be a there's going to be a playoff team such as a Kansas City Chiefs, a Cincinnati Bengals, somebody down there that's going to get a hell of a wide receiver or a pass rusher. It's deep, at least in that first round. You know, speaking of Kansas City, Andy Reid also took his shot at the mic. You know, every all these GMs taking shots and getting spitting on the mic this week at the combine. I'll talk about his comments when we get back. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. Got some other NBA notes that we'll talk about as well. The Lakers lose again. Luca gets them. Old Donka Shane. We'll talk about that. You listen to the Sports Grind Today Show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Mr. Stan, spin the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. This next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that's Zing Zang. Uh, don't forget to go to your local liquor store and try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks, or you can just stick to the mix and add your favorite liquor as well. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, 
So keeping it moving, a couple other things. So, yeah, there's a lot of people chirping at the NFL Combine, and we'll see kind of what uh, comes about it. Um, also, <clears throat> speaking of, we talked about uh, Kingsbury getting that extension. Uh, flipping back to the NBA a little bit um, in regards to, I know tonight uh, you've got an interesting one uh, with um, Miami and the Bucks. That's an interesting one tonight. Lakers take another L last night. LeBron says you got I got to be twelve feet deep before I don't have a chance. So you got to basically got to bear. You got to kill him if you don't have a chance. It doesn't look good, man. It really doesn't. And, and and it's one of the things that the meat of this problem is. Anthony Davis was supposed to be the guy to take the load off of LeBron so LeBron could shine in the postseason. The talk on the streets, everybody's chirping that supposedly LeBron can't carry a team no more on his back at this time, at stage of his career, which is nothing to be shameful about. I do think LeBron's still putting up good numbers, but he wasn't supposed to. This just breaks down to me to the health and the status of Anthony Davis that has not uh, been available. And, 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 it's, and it's been like a trickle-down effect. And also, um, you know, the young guys – in the league, they don't fit. those guys, Carmelo, LeBron, Westbrook, the young cats in the league aren't scared of them anymore. That's also they have no fear when they're taking the court every night. Luca they're took ju- a task. Ju- yeah, yeah. Luca, man, I mean Luca's played his played his self in a better shape. Um he's he's really he he's balling. But no, he took over there and the fourth I mean, LeBron tried to guard him a little bit. Westbrook took a shot at that. Luke was just in his own. And, again, that team has a culture that's building that I really do like, uh, speaking of the Mavericks. Um, Golden State is kind of in a struggle, too, in a funk. They're in a shooting fight. I think the biggest key, too, and we're starting to see really the importance of Draymond Green to the Golden State Warriors. I think, you know, go, you know you, if Draymond does not get healthy and he's not there come the postseason – it's going to be hard for them to, in my opinion, I think it's going to be hard for them to really get and win the ultimate goal of what they're playing for, and that's a championship. But if you had Draymond Green and you have a steady clay, you probably got something there, but they're really struggling. You know, uh, Minnesota got them last night. Carl Anthony Towns went to work. And that's another thing that Golden State is struggling right now. They're struggling at the big spot with the bigs. They did the size. And, 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 and Draymond Green carries, he covers up for so much stuff for them on the court, especially defensively. But they're struggling. Um, also, like I said, your Spurs are off, but they return back home tomorrow. Uh, they'll be getting going. Then, again, like I think with the Spurs, it's business as usual. Just going to have to try to play every night. we we'll see the chips fall uh, when it's over. I mean, hell, because we only got, what, maybe, what, three weeks of the regular season left? If we're right around there, maybe? It's pretty much what yeah. it wraps around to in terms of games left. Yeah. Okay. So you got that. Uh, so we'll see how they they come back after that loss uh, and getting uh, the fifty two piece uh, on Murray put on them. I mean, at least I give Yaka Pearl credit for trying. I mean, he knew he was gonna get posterized. I mean, some guys just eject and, and bail out because they don't want to end up on the highlights at night on Sports Center. But Yaka kind of at least tried to go up there uh, and make an attempt. But well, even from that, where Morant took off, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like he really had much of an. Yeah. And another thing is basketball note I wanted to touch on. Derek White is looking real comfortable in a Boston uniform. Uh, the Celtics got it going last night. They rallied, got another W. But it started me, it's got me to start thinking. I'm like, you know, that's a doke over there. 
We had a doke over here on the bench. All I'm trying to tell Don't you, hey, there. no, but no, I'll, look, all I'm, how did you know I was going to say anything? All I'm telling you, this is about to be a Derek White segment. I just had a thought process into it. I'm just telling you, there's been Derek White, Monty Williams. There's been some good, there's been some assistance that if we're ever thinking like who was going to take over for him when it was done, we've had some guys that's been sitting here. That might have been up for the task. Adoka, I mean, I'm seeing glimpses of with boss. I mean, I still think their kind of consistency worries me, but Derek, why I can see now, I'm like, damn, if that's the case, because he looking real comfortable. Is that a case? Maybe he got three ones with Derek. Why maybe he could have duped him over that way. But it, it, you can see what Adoka has there building a little bit over there. I think they still need a little bit more firepower if they're going to dethrone a healthy Brooklyn and healthy 76ers, especially the Milwaukee. I don't think they're that class. But I can see, I, I can see the coach's skills of Adoka, and we let him out of here. I mean, he was on the. How long was he on the system bench over here for? Like what? At least what? Seven, eight years? Uh, I, I, I'd have to look up how many yeah. years exactly. But yeah. but when you look at okay, sure, he's doing fine with Boston, but Boston's been a, in, in position to contend, and and Derek White is playing with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. There wasn't there, there wasn't it. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown down here for him to play with. The expectations were different down here. That he was the Spurs' first overall pick. Why are you getting? Why are you getting defensive? I, I didn't, did I say? Saying, I, did again, I say you, anything you about? Went there. You went no, there. but I never did say that. Was, that that Doka was doing a better job with Derek or Paul. I never that never came out of me. Where you just assumed? You just assumed. You know. You just assumed. Okay. You just pulled me over and just assumed the way I look like something's got to be in the car. <laughs> something's got to be out of the car. Step out, sir. Yeah, I mean that. That's the. That, that's what. That wasn't going there. But since you, all I'm telling you, is good coaches, assistants that basically have left out of here. We. That's all I'm saying. Adoka. We lost him and Neil Long. That was a tough loss. Okay. Still don't understand how he pulled that. I mean, I kind of get it, but I'm like, damn, Doka overachieved. He's a good looking dude, anyway, by the way, but I'm like, Neil Long, like, how the hell? Like, I don't, what's your personality? Like, I don't even know if Doka has a personality, but he, you're doing something right. You pulled Neil Long. But, um, yeah, that's your NBA, man. So the, the story's going to be can the Lakers get one of these tents, at least the play in game? I mean, I just think that's where they're striving for his tennis spot. I mean, and keep in mind, LeBron James, by the end of this season, should tie if not pass Carl Malone, okay, and points. LeBron still has something to play for. He knows he's not getting a title this year. Next year is the sights for for the big captain, Mr. Kareem. LeBron, like this, this is another thing. Don't expect because if you would think, when does the talk come about shutting LeBron down? Like if they can't get nothing going or run off four or five games or whatever, but it'll be a power struggle because LeBron won't allow that. Because LeBron is chasing history right now. That means something to him. Don't let him fool you. He LeBron wants to. Next year. Well, he's going to pass Carl Malone this year. But I'm saying, like, if you start, if, let's say, for instance, if you're going to shut him down with about two weeks left of the season three, you're going to miss what? That's maybe about like ten, eight games, 10 games, maybe. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just telling, those are eight or 10 games that you need. That's 300 uh, points if you uh, average yeah. 30 a night. LeBron's to the stage to where that's why you keep hearing him talking about the load management situation. He's not too concerned with that because he's trying to leave. He's trying to own every record there is in the books. 
I mean, if he's gonna, if he never gets another finals again, not win one, but even to the finals again, he's going to make sure that he tries to get that number. Now, health-wise, it's still no one can predict the future in health-wise, but make no mistake about it, that means something to him. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, if, if, if he, MJ doesn't own the books, and so if LeBron wants to keep his, you know, his, Keep his argument for greatest of all time. I mean, what? How else do you do that other than owning all the paper? Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's going to be something interesting to watch. I doubted that he leaves L.A. unless it's for a situation like the Bronny situation, which I even know this past few days and week he's kind of backtracking, backed up a little bit on that because I don't know how you didn't think that that was going to cause a firestorm. But it's like, okay, I guess not, you know. But that that is what it is on that. Uh, well, speaking of so so load management with with LeBron, mm-hmm. the fact that there's without AD, there's going to fall more responsibility on him without DeAndre Jordan, who the Lakers released, and now Philadelphia is in the front running for. But do you think DeAndre could fit? How how would how well would he fit in Golden State if they had? Uh, they don't. They obviously need some help down low. I don't know if DeAndre fits exactly what they do down there. I mean, it would help with size. I, I don't think that. I mean, all eyes point I'm hearing is Philly with the 76ers. You know, of course, there's a connection there with Doc Rivers and DeAndre Jordan. I mean, I'm hearing that that's kind of where he's probably going to. I mean, keep in mind, remember, Doc Rivers was the coach that finally got DeAndre Jordan to turn the corner. He rode him right. hard enough, man. He was on his ass, and he got the best out of him from being able to believe in himself from an offensive standpoint. Remember DeAndre Jordan's feet throw struggles. They were documented, the whole thing, hacking DeAndre. Doc was the guy that molded him, so it doesn't shock me that Doc, now that he's at Philly, has interest in bringing him back down to there. But Golden State, to answer that, I don't know if he fits exactly what they do. I think, I, I you know, they're kind of hitting a road bump here, speaking of Golden State, but... I got to see. I think once Draymond Green comes back, he he covers up for a lot of stuff. He gets lost in the shuffle, okay, because the the two light skinned brothers get most attention down there, Steph and Clay. But Draymond is kind of the start of the the straw that stirs a drink. As my man, Mister October, Jesse, uh, not Jesse Jackson, Reggie Jackson. Jesse didn't have some one liners too though in his time, but Reggie Jackson. So he's the thing that makes it go. So I've got to check on them once he gets back going. To stay in the NBA really fast, uh, we had it come down the ticker. Devin Booker out tonight, health and safety protocols. Mm. They, uh, they've lost two consecutive. You raised the question last week, how long um, how, or how far can they slide? How much, how much losing can they afford um, at this time with CP3 sidelined? Uh, what, what does... I mean, this is at least one game. Yeah, I, it's it's bad news for them. I mean, they I highlighted it on Monday when we're in here that they they're off to they were off to an zero two start uh, without Chris Paul. I, it really, I, I feel bad for Monty and the Phoenix Suns because I, I you know I just told you two or three weeks ago that I could see that the Suns were a, a team that was on a mission to kind of get back and finish some unfinished business that they had last June. Um, you know, there's a few weeks left. I mean, they're still in a good spot, but the rhythm, the 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 rhythm they were in, the momentum, I think, definitely has taken a hit with Chris Paul with his thumb situation, and then now, you know, like I said, with Devin Booker, probably maybe a day or two at most in protocol. Speaking of NBA, as we we're with NBA, one of the things I didn't get a chance to talk about yesterday because we were off abruptly um, was 
the mayor in New York talking about Kyrie. Like, look, I want to see him in Barclays too, but I can't make no special rule just for Kyrie. Yeah, because you got people down there on your ass thinking like, you know, you're probably – because it's funny to me that we – like a week or two ago you heard rumors of Kyrie thinking, oh, I think things might change and things this, and we heard that the mayor, that they were about to lift restrictions and this and this, and once it caught up steam and people say, oh, you're going to do this for an NBA player? You're going to do this for a guy, Kyrie? That ain't fair. All of a sudden you backtracking. Sorry, Kyrie. Only road games for now. But he had to let it be known that, hey, I can't have any special treatments, you know, to this. But in the same time, in the uh, address the union last night, in Uncle Joey, I mean, he told us like, "Hey, we can't, you know, we we can't let the virus or pandemic kind of, you know, control us. We got to move on." Well, we still got some states are sitting there like, "Well, yeah, that's fine, but we'll just have to see that situation on how the, if they're going to move that." But I think, in my opinion, the reason why I bring that up because I think it was close of happening. And then there was a firestorm that got brewing down there in the boroughs over there by Brooklyn and New York, and people were protesting. It was like, hey, man, sorry, can't do it, getting too much pushback. That was kind of strange to me that all of a sudden it seemed like the message or the direction that they were going did like a 180 and just changed, in my opinion. 1-800-707-9760. So tonight, like I said, the key game in the NBA for me, in my opinion, is going to be interesting as your defending champs, the Bucks with the Heat. Uh, yeah, top five matchup. Yeah, that's that's a uh, that's that's a definitely could be a possible playoff uh, preview in general. Um, we'll see what what any news comes out by tomorrow or the next day about the uh, baseball strike. Like I said, I think this is a vendetta that the players have been waiting on to get to this point, and they they want some flesh. They want blood, and especially if it's true that the owners tried to, even in the last 23rd hour, slip in some stuff like, oh, hey, man, we, we agreed. Okay, well, hey, here you go. Like, nah, man, they ain't going to look to sign it. And that just pisses them off even more. So it's it, it's it's a tough situation for the seam heads out there, uh, you know, because you're, you're getting in a situation where, you know, basketball in June, you crown a champion. Football, you got OTAs, you got that. I mean, the the, the storylines, we still talk about them daily on this show of football, but if baseball ain't up and going, next thing you know, feel like it's 2020 again. No sports. Baseball just paused that way. And another thing that I that I did want to touch on that I forgot, I didn't even have a document, but it just brought to my mind, and we'll get more to it. But the WNBA team that got fined $500,000 for doing charter, for, for booking charter flights for the team. That is embarrassing. The fact that there's a rule. Now, a lot of women have spoken out about like, hey, even Ozaka, the tennis player, said, wow, we want to move forward, do we? 500000 They've got rules. That, I mean, and what that comes down to is that some owners that own WNT, they can't afford to go charter teams for And so it's the uncompetitive balance thing. It's even yeah. worse because the owners that wanted to have the charter jets offered uh, to pay for the rest of the league. Wow. It, and the owner still said no. Wow. Yeah, we might have to parlay that one in tomorrow to get into that discussion a little bit more. But anyway, all right, man, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Mr. Sands, been the one and twos. San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up at Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you, it's the snooze button. If you're out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow.